Boy, have we got a big one for you this week. Uh, this is about the Rackspace hosted exchange outage that started on December 2nd. It is still going on as I publish this today on December 16th. Um, quite a story. You could restore it Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And I have with me my medical non-consultant, Prasanna uh, <laughs> Malayandi. How's it going, Prasanna? Good, Curtis. How are you? <laughs> How are you feeling? Well, uh, as you know, it's been a rough week or two. Um, you know, and, and you know, and, and I'm, I'm now down to... Th- Three, technically down to two medications. Okay, that's an uh, improvement. One I can take. One I can take on demand. Uh, the other, um, or so so two that I'm supposed to continue taking until they're gone. Um, it's been, it's been, uh, you know, I don't know. You, you, <laughs> I do have to say though, you sound a lot better than like <clears throat> three days ago when we talked. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and the worry, and we'll see if it happens on the podcast is if, is if I get to actually, um, you know, as you know, I like to laugh. Yeah. Uh, but if I, if I start to get an actual deep laugh, I will cough. Mm. <clears throat> There's this cough that, <clears throat> and apparently I did a little research that it is a common side effect of a leftover yeah. viral infection. Yeah. So, um, I had a, I had a, um, I got a really bad sinus infection from a tooth extraction and then I got the flu. Um, and, um, apparently we, you know, we went to reinvent, right. Yep. Um, a couple weeks ago. No, last week. Yeah. And it was last week. Yeah. And apparently almost the whole crew got sick when they got home, Mm. um, either flu or COVID. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It, It may cause us to, I wouldn't be surprised if if it causes us to have some sort of new procedure or policy or something, yeah. you know, because well, I was supposed to go to another trade show right after. Yeah. And, and you that, couldn't. That didn't. That yeah. Couldn't. Yeah. Well, I know in the news recently, and once again, this is not medical advice, but just kind of keeping people yeah. up to date, right? In my the county that I live in, they just actually were flagging it and saying, yeah, the number of cases are currently on the rise and especially with the holidays and all the rest they're like be safe be vigilant mask up if you can stay home if you're sick yeah and what sucks is you know like i'm you know i i respect those who want to continue wearing a mask i have no issue if you want to wear a mask i personally and i wore them when it was you know when i thought when it a when it was required and Mm -hmm. i didn't complain I'm currently in the phase of like, I am so done with the mask. <laughs> and so I wear a mask when I, you know, when I kind of have to, uh, but like, I didn't want to be the guy walking or I didn't want to be like out of all of the attendees of the 60,000 attendees. The right. There, there were like 20 of them were wearing masks. Yeah. I didn't want to be the 21st, you know? Yeah. And I think that's um, the hard part, right? It's like yeah. peer pressure, societal pressure, right? It's like, Hey, I shouldn't be any different than everyone else. And, I think it's yeah. one of those things and that also each person I, has to sort of judge and figure out their own risk yeah. and figure out what they want to do. 
yeah um the um the mass thing came up on um <clears throat> sebastian maniscalco which is a comedian that i love and his most recent thing um he was talking about he said that he got the vaccine not he didn't get it for him he's like i didn't get it for you he says i got it for the same reason uh uh Everyone else all, did. all the italians no the italians he said the italians did it because he said we found out that we couldn't taste food if we got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like so that's why he got the vaccine <laughs> uh but i'm glad that you're feeling better i should throw out our disclaimer that uh, this is not a Druva podcast, not a Zoom podcast either, where where uh, persona happens to work. Uh, these opinions are ours, and uh, none of this is medical or legal advice. <laughs> God forbid. Or, you know, random, I'll tell you what, we, we give official device advice. Yeah. But, uh, you know, gadget, gadget, gadget. advice. And with the holidays around the corner, by the way, FYI yeah. for those, I don't know when this podcast is going out, but... Best Buy is running a sale on those Ember Smart Mugs. If you are looking for one, now is the time to buy one. Yeah, I think it's going to be too late by the yeah. time this podcast goes out. But this maybe it'll be a... in time for you to buy yeah. buy me a birthday <laughs> uh, gift. It'll be coming up on my, yeah. my 57th birthday. Dang, um, Curtis. Getting, getting old mm-hmm. up there. Not as old as Stuart, though. Hey, Stuart. Oh, <laughs> uh, Stuart. I think we're going to need to have Stuart come back on the podcast to have yeah. a conversation with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to talk about this. You know, the story that we're going to talk about today, uh, actually two stories, but the, the main story, it's one of these where you're like, it falls into the are you kidding me category. <laughs> Right. And it also falls into the um, the story helps prove a couple of points of mine. Right. And you you will see me or you will hear me (laughs) talking about those points here on this podcast today. So we're talking, of course, what are we talking about, Prasanna? Uh, What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. So uh, the, the, recent, yeah, the recent outage that happened at Rackspace, I want to say it was December 2nd of twenty. Yeah, that was the beginning of it, yeah. yeah. And it's now December yeah. 8th, and people are still not, or the service is still not up and running. And Rackspace, as of now, their official line is, we don't know when this is going to end. Yeah. We don't know when or if we're going to be able to restore data. Yeah. Right. So so maybe just a quick background on Rackspace for the listeners who may not be familiar, right? So Rackspace is a what would you call them? They're space kind of space where they have a bunch of racks. Well, <laughs> it's kind of like Amazon before or AWS before AWS, right? In the sense they were kind of a yeah, they're, provider. They're, yeah, yeah. And they're 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 closer to a colo than a yeah. than a cloud facility, I would say, yeah. right? But they do offer managed services, including what got hit, which is their hosted exchange Host, yeah. environment. So it's not Microsoft 365 that they're just sort of proxying through and buying Microsoft 365 licenses for. This is they're running exchange servers in their environment, right? And basically giving you customers a similar sort of experience that you would get with a SaaS service, right? So they're managing all of the infrastructure, the email servers, provisioning accounts, everything else. And you as a customer, you're just using 
email service provided by Rackspace. Let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. I understand why somebody would, I mean, I disagree, but I understand <laughs> why somebody would use on-premises exchange over Microsoft 365. Mm-hmm. What does a company gain by using hosted uh, Microsoft Exchange that so, that they I don't I don't understand so this at all. I I think it comes back to a couple things, right? One is are they using Rackspace for other services already, and this is just yet another thing that they're just using Rackspace for, right? That could be one. The okay. second is. Maybe they have certain compliance regulations or other things which they feel cannot be fulfilled by. But that's why I asked that question. It's a very niche. <laughs> but no, no, but that's why I asked that question because if, you, if you're not compliant sitting on Microsoft services, why are you compliant sitting on somebody else's services? Ah, that's be, all I'm saying. Well, it might be that Rackspace has found a differentiator, right? Or provide the value add, right? They must. They must. Yeah. Maybe it's uptime. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe it's uptime. Maybe it's replication. Maybe they're offering backup. We'll get to that later, right? But there are all these other things potentially you could be adding as a value add, right? In addition to just what Microsoft provides, right? Or maybe it's like an e-discovery compliant style thing that they're also providing in. It's hard to tell because I don't know what they offer fully for the managed services. Or it could be maybe there are certain data residency requirements that aren't met by Microsoft today because of how they operate. Speaking of which, I'd like to offer I'd like to announce another sale. Okay, what's your next sale? Uh, right now, Rackspace stock is on sale. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Curtis! It went from of a high of five this week down to three something yeah um yeah it's been it's been taking a hit and 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 also um there there's been the announcement of at least one class action lawsuit um on business wire um cole and van note oh yeah it's filing of rack space ransomware data breach class action so let's talk about so, what you know because yeah. there's like a half a dozen I don't know, plus stories or, you know, various stories out there. What do we know about the outage so far? So, so far we know that on December 2nd, they brought down their services. They said they noticed a security incident that mainly. It, it took, it took them a day. As far as I recall, it took yeah. them a day to say it was a security incident. Yeah. Well, they noticed some issue and they brought down their right. environment Right, right. right. Um, I believe they only brought down their exchange-hosted environment, not all the other services. So, in fact, I think right. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was limited to just that, and so they brought everything down, and they kept everything down. Like you said, they investigated. They then published to people saying we had a security incident, and yeah. I think that was December third. And then they've been doing periodic updates. I would say of where they're at yeah. but it's just more of the we're still investigating we're still investigating we don't have a yeah, time the, yet but yeah the comment in the lawsuit it referred to him as a numerous uh very opaque um you know uh announcements right yeah. that, that, that 
they did they didn't offer we're looking into it you know that's basically what they offered yeah. and and for um, companies right yeah. this is their email right this is a really critical for a lot of companies in order to do business and being down for six seven days with no eta on when they're going to be fixed or yeah. what the process is because they haven't even talked about what the recovery mechanisms are either and i know we'll talk a little bit later curtis about sort of what they're offering for a band-aid solution i guess right now or yeah but yeah so as of right now though all those customers are a little host yeah i mean it's been we're now on december 8th this thing is still ongoing I'm hoping that by the time this episode publishes, the they'll be back they up and will running. have one way or the other. But could you just imagine as a, like when you had your company, Curtis, if your email went down for a week, what would the impact be for you? <laughs> I mean, it just, it's just ridiculous, right? I, I, I suppose well, we'd be, you know, really unable to communicate with outsiders, which is kind of the the point of a company yeah right uh maybe you'd be able to talk to a few people via chat and phone calls and whatnot but email is such a critical part of of a typical company that the idea of email going down for at this point almost a week or more uh is just unthinkable i i can't imagine the, the the cost that they have uh, that their that their clients have incurred, they're going to incur costs. They're going to incur uh, reputation costs. They're going to incur financial costs. Yep. Uh, I think when this all comes out, this is going to be. I think this is going to be very bad for the likes of Rackspace. Yeah, and it, you know, let's talk about. Oh, oh before you ahead. get, uh, it's also going to be interesting. So two things I want to throw out there. One is it'll be interesting once this is all done if they continue to stay in the hosting, email hosting business. Right. That'll be yeah. one interesting thing. I did see a number that said that it's supposed to be a $30 million a year business for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which isn't peanuts. But at the same time, if you don't have customers who are coming, right, I'm sure right. there are a lot of customers who are like, I don't think I'm going to stick around with Rackspace for my email. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there was this, uh, or is this guy, his name's Kevin Beaumont. So he's a security researcher and he was affected by the hosted exchange service mm. and um, or he noticed it or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know if he um, if he's a customer. I don't know if he was effective. Yeah. yeah. But basically, he, he just started poking around and he was looking at their their email services and um, he noticed the version that the, the, the version of Microsoft Exchange that they were running is apparently very old and is is and it's before there's there's something called uh proxy not shell and then they were the patches that were available um according to this the version that they're running is from august and it was passed uh, in september is, yeah which yeah. is passed in september I, I think i read something that Go said ahead. one server was unpatched but i believe many of their other servers were patched well, what I, what I, what he said later on in the article was the way this works is all it takes is one. one. Yep. In fact, all it takes is one account, one compromised account on one compromised system, uh, and then you're in, right? Yep. Um, 
which is, and I think, how they he, moved he, horizontally across the entire environment, right? Exactly, right. Uh, and and he and he goes on to 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 basically point out to people who are who actually have managed uh, exchange to or you know whether they're managing it themselves or somebody else is managing it to basically say, listen, you you need to be running this patched version, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, there have been two. There have been two versions of the software since that August 9th version that they have not patched. And it's kind of um, scary. Like you think about patch management, especially for these critical vulnerabilities, right? right? It's how do you schedule downtime to be able to apply the patches in the right order at the time, right? Maybe they applied it for all the other systems. This one maybe fell through the cracks or maybe they had a problem trying to update this one. So they're like, ah, we'll just get to it on the next patch cycle, you know? Yeah, like th- I, I don't goes... know what actually happened. By the way, this is all hypothetical, right, or theoretical, yeah, it's right? All but... hypothetical. Should uh, yeah, that 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 this is all this is what appears to happen based on the information we have available, and we we also don't know. There's no evidence, and again, Rackspace isn't helping with its op- op- opacity. Would that be the <laughs> would that be the right word? Opaqueness. Op- I, I think opacity seems like the right word. Anyway. Uh, they're not really saying much, yeah. um, but we don't know. Also, we don't know that it like, was not. It, it appears shell. that they had a that, yeah. that they had the this unpatched or yeah this unpatched server, but we don't know that that's what caused the yeah. outage. But we do know. Well, based on the information we have, we do know that they weren't up on their patches. Yep, which is. You know, this is one of the reasons why you go with a hosted provider, right? Is that they're is that they're going to handle all of these problems that you don't want? You know, you don't want to handle yourself. Yeah, you're like, I want to focus on my business, not setting up and managing email infrastructure. It's very to to, to put it mildly, it's very disappointing on the part of Rackspace. Um, I you know, I actually did some um some consulting work for Rackspace mm. back a hundred years ago. Uh, and they seem like a, you know, a smart group of people. I was in there to put in a, what would now be a competitor of Druva. Um, they were, um, they were, it was, it was a rocky install. That's what <laughs> I remember. It was a rocky install. Um, but it's interesting. So, so, so we have this thing with the patching that, we don't have it, it appears that they were behind on their patches why why did they patch most of them but but not one of them why i don't know it means that they that would that would suggest that they don't have a, a strong process. patch management process right mm-hmm. um and then the other question is why is it a weekend and they haven't been able to restore their services and there's really only one valid answer to that question and by valid, well, I, I think mean... there are two. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, actually, you're right. No, there are no valid answers, really. <laughs> <laughs> there are no valid answers, but there are there are phrases that can answer the question that I posed. They, I don't think they're valid. Uh, I would say one. You know, they they don't want to pay the ransom. Yep. Right. Um, but. The and and I and I hope for their sake, from a company 
history standpoint, I hope for their sake that this isn't an extortion ransomware situation. Yeah. Right. Where someone has exfiltrated some data and now they're like, hey, pay up. Because if you're you're hosted exchange, you've got tons of dozens, hundreds of companies in there. Yeah. By the way, they're saying that this is um, a portion of their hosted exchange environment, by the way. But apparently the outage is affecting all of it. Yeah. I think another. Yeah. Go ahead. I think another valid reason that it could be. Right. Is Mm -hmm. do you remember when we had Tony Mendoza from Spectre Logic on when he was talking about how they recovered from ransomware? Right. I think a lot of it is you need to bring in those experts. Hopefully they had cyber insurance. They, they, They according. Well, yeah. What we do know is that they have a quote leading cybersecurity firm. Yeah. And they're helping them out. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they're able to, I thought it was Mandiant or one of those. I may have stumbled across that in some article. Oh, I did. Yeah. I, I just saw the phrase leading, okay. leading company. So I think one is it takes time to bring them up to do the investigation, to figure out what they need to recover. So right. I'm thinking that doing that and then also making sure you have, because that's the one thing that stood out for me from talking to Tony Mendoza was you needed to have sort of clean machines that you could start using for restores. Otherwise, it's just going mm-hmm. to continue propagating, right? And so finding the hardware, right? Because this is a managed company, right? So they probably have servers right. in rack. So procuring the hardware. You would think if they had, if 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 a company would have, you know, I, I'm, I'm guessing they have an entire space just for racks. Ah, ah, ah. Um, but, but finding the equipment, right? And then identifying the points in time, which are valid, right? Standing up the infrastructure, the networking, right? Making sure that there are no further security issues. Granted, seven days seems kind of long, but I thought that's kind of what Tony said. It took them before they started getting up. he said two weeks. Two weeks before before they were fully up and running. But I think it was about a week before they could finally start doing restores and bringing up the infrastructure. I don't remember. But by the way, that was a really good episode. Uh, it was ransomware victim tells her story. Um, the, um, I. It's funny you 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 actually gave them a. That's an actual valid yeah, answer. Yeah, that, that is right? a valid. That's why I way, said yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's pr- possibly the only valid answer. Is hey, it, this is hard. Yeah. But they should be more <laughs> you transparent. Know? You know. They should be more transparent. Why don't companies understand that? I don't get that. Um, But the worry is because due to the lack of transparency is that, is that they don't have backups there. So, so what, what have they done in the meantime for customers who just can't do anything? (laughs) Yeah. So this is the thing that I saw in that they were actually recommending is they're like, Hey, we went and procured Microsoft 365 licenses for you so you can stand up your email and continue operating. And they're going to help them set up, uh, what is it, forwarding rules? So the Forwarding, yeah. So that incoming email yeah. will go to that. And they have like the Microsoft uh, team on standby to help customers. Right. Migrate. Meanwhile, there's there's all these there's all these email servers out there that have been trying to send mail to customers. To, to, uh, yeah. Microsoft uh, to Rackspace customers, 
and they're we're, we're trying to send the mail we're trying yeah. to send the mail. Well, nobody's taking it yeah well and the thing is even with this solution right mm-hmm. it's only going forward you're receiving new emails right all your old stuff is right oh who knows what happened they, to that Right. Well, they did say that they provided for some customers an archive of of emails. I thought they said they were I, trying I was, to get to that, but they don't yet. Well, I thought that they gave it for some, but okay. not all. Okay. Um, by the way, I, I was I was that that's a clue for me. The fact that they said they had archives of the email but not backups. So I was looking at the article or from Rackspace. Uh-huh. We are working to provide customers with archive of inboxes where available to eventually import over to Microsoft 365. Right. So it but may not the be. word archive yeah. is a bit concerning, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, archive is different than backup. You yeah. know, we have an episode on that. Please go listen to that if you haven't. Um the um yeah. I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not, I don't have a good feeling here on. You're getting a little queasy wish, in your tummy <laughs> and it's not yeah, from being sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know what they're doing over there. Um, I, like I said, it, it all, it, it all starts with why didn't they have the servers patched in the first place? That's, that's the first concerning thing. Uh, the fact that we're a weekend and they're not saying that, you know, if, if they had said, like, listen, we're, we are, we have to do a server by server scrub to, to verify that the, you know, we've identified the malware. We now have to do a server by server scrub to make sure the malware isn't anywhere else. And we need to wipe the servers, you know, but, but they're not saying anything. They're just saying we're, we're working on it. Yeah. The other you thing know? I want to know, not giving any, yeah, go ahead. The other thing I'm wondering though is, I know you're talking about backup, right? And restoring data. Do they not have a DR environment? You know, Apparently I don't mean, you know, we talk about this all day, or maybe their DR environment was compromised as well. Right. And so yeah. we always talk about, right. You need a DR environment for situations like this, where you can quickly spin up and continue operating yeah. rather than trying to go back and restore your data. Keep those backups just in case so you can restore them. But you really should have a DR environment. So you're not spending six plus days trying to bring up your environment. But if you have a DR environment and you're doing hosted exchange, you're going to have to be doing some sort of real time replication in order to have that DR environment be, uh, you know, effective. Yep. And maybe they're doing, right. I'm, Microsoft- not, I'm not yeah. saying I, I can't. Yeah. And, but even that replication, right. If it, so Assuming the ransomware did not go horizontally into that DR environment, which is a big assumption, right? If you were doing exchange level replication at the application right. level, hopefully your DR site shouldn't have been compromised. It has a delayed, there's a delayed replication. And you're also doing it at the application change. level, right? Rather than right, right. at the database right. object right. level, Good right? Good point. So. Yeah, th- yeah, that makes sense. It's interesting, you know, it's like, well, did it get, did it attack Exchange or did it attack Windows? Yeah. We don't know. We don't know anything. We don't know anything. Persona, why don't we know anything? <laughs> That's how these things go. Well, hopefully they publish more information. I'm not holding my breath for that, though. But I think it could be a good learning opportunity because I want to say that 
the U.S. government, right, had a big push for patch or exchange servers because of these specific issues, like a couple yeah. months ago. I think there was like a CISA. Well, that would have been helpful a couple of months ago. I thought so. I could be wrong, but I thought there was something. So uh, I want to tack on, um, basically put, the, put, you know, on, on a related note to this, because I'm tired of talking about Rackspace. It's too depressing. Uh, I want to talk about a company I never heard of before. Um, they're referred to as uh, South Korea's Google. Um, Google. And that is the name of the, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it looks like cacao. Um, like it's like, it's like the way cocoa is spelled properly, but except with K's. <laughs> that's what, so I'm sort of cacao. That's how I'm pronouncing it. Like, like, you know, like the, yeah. the bean for, for chocolate. Um, so they, and this article they, we found on the register. Yeah. On the register. Um, so, Oh, it's from Simon. I know Simon. Hi, Simon. I don't know if he listens. Oh, is that a tar- title of the article? Just for uh, well, there's two articles. There's data center fire takes out South Korea's top two web giants, and then a follow up article that was back in October. A follow up article is it's 2022 and a Korean web giant only now decided to write a DR plan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, th- the first part is reminiscent of um, the OVH fire, and that is that these guys apparently. What I'm again, what I'm deducing there, there were two web giants, Navir and Kakao. They both experienced service interruptions after a data center that hosts much of their infrastructure was shut down by a Sunday fire. So they they are Google like, but they're they're uh, in that they have like Facebook and messaging and a lot of different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're search engine type stuff, but they. They and this other web giant um, were taken down by this data center fire, which, as we again, we, we can only infer from things that they're, they're they're hosted in somebody else's data center. It's not their data center. Yeah. And and it's not a cloud data center, per it's se. Like it's colo. just a data center. Yeah, it's like a colo. And then the 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 sort of outcome from that is that this company has decided to build their own data center and they think now that maybe they should get a DR plan. <laughs> yeah, it's it's surprising how often sort of backup and, and Chris, I know we've talked about it so many times, right? And and we've had folks on talking about okay, this is why it's important to have a plan and to have stakeholders aligned. But no one ever thinks about DR and backup until it's too late. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so I guess what happened here is that the Korean government, South Korean government, sternly criticized Kakao and its CEO resigned. Yep. So <clears throat> they, um, they've they unveiled a strategy to create tech teams, develop a business continuity plan, and build disaster recovery facilities, um, you know, and the, the the line in here, it's a little odd in this day and age that a company of their size doesn't have these things in place already. But this idea that the Blaze, you know, the, the, so the, the impact of this on everyday Koreans yeah. 
is that they all rely on the services. What this is why I saw is very much related. They all rely on these services of like uh, community for communications, right? Um, it says they've assumed the status of de facto telecommunications infrastructure, right? So when you um, go down, that affects so many people <coughs> day in and day out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you have two companies where they were they were hosting things, they were providing services to many other people. In one case, it's thousands of companies. In another case, it's millions of, of everyday citizens that use them. And then both of them lost data due to some sort of thing. Uh, one was an attack, one was a fire, and neither of them had a plan to to work around that. I, and, and, and even, what am I doing here, Rosanna? Uh, they should what listen to I the doing? podcast. That's what they should be doing. Yeah, but, that's what it is. <laughs> but I think I want to give maybe the benefit of the doubt that maybe they had planned for some types of outages, but they may not have planned for these types, these specific ones. Although in the case of you the You mean South like Korea, the loss of an entire data center? Yeah. Right, but maybe, that's what a DR plan is, man. Well, maybe I mean, they were relying on the other, like the hosting uh, data center infrastructure to deal with that. Right. Well, then, then they should they have asked wrong. Yeah. This, right. Like, you know, we talk about this all the time. Yep. Right. And, and, and by the way, you know, so I, I mentioned in the early, in the early part of the podcast that the, the, this was going to touch on a couple of, couple of hobby horses for me. One is that you should not trust your supplier <laughs> of services to be the backupper of services. Right. Just Unless it's a contract. Or even then not. What? No, no, no. I don't think so. I, I think that, I think there's a... Um, Separation of... There's a... Yeah, yeah. That that backup, backup should be a backup, right? Um, that it should be done by somebody else. This is a, this is a it's sort of a separation of powers. Yep. Um, separation of or blast shared radius. shared responsibility model shared responsibility right i i think it's just best practice to have your primary stuff by one vendor and your backup stuff done by another vendor that's the way it's always been done and then suddenly we start throwing that up in the air as to maybe that's you know maybe we can save money if we use the services right i think back to ovh and what happened there where we where they lost the data center it turns out their backup stunk because they were just in the corner right but i, I want to <clears throat> challenge you that on that challenge you on that though curtis right i right. think i think that yes 90 mm percent -hmm. of the time don't trust the vendor right the single vendor to do the right thing but yeah. I feel if you can ask the right questions, do the tests, prove it out, get it in contract, yeah, and do the full testing, which is effort, right? It might just be right. easier to go do it yourself, right? But I think if you can get it in terms and verify it and prove it out, I personally think it's okay to go with, like, to trust that single person to do Do that. you have an example of that? Because I don't. AWS backup. Um, 
Yeah, so... Uh, <sighs> well, but but that's not the same, though. That's AWS Backup is a feature that you use. Yes. Right? There's no, there's no AWS Backup service that you rely on. And by service, I mean... You, you understand what yeah. I'm saying? It's not like a... It's not a managed service. It, 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 it is a feature that you use. Yeah. And you, you're you going to you're use for the snapshots and you're responsible for managing it. What I'm yeah. talking about is relying, you know, putting all of the burden on the vendor. I don't know of a service where... But don't they... they like, know, like if you... There are companies that do managed services, right? Where they take over your infrastructure and they operate yeah. it. Yeah. In that case, though, I, but they'll bring I in think, multiple vendors, right? Sometimes. That that's a different that's a different thing. Okay. I, 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 let's just say, I, you know. Okay. Um, I'm I'm just I'm just saying, if you're asking me, my druthers. Yeah. No, no, and, and, <laughs> she's and, and, a nice no, and, southern phrase. I would rather you have one vendor do A and another vendor do B. Hundred percent right? agree. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, I, I can't think of a situation. So, for example, I was going to perhaps think of... So, it's one reason, like, I don't like whatever Microsoft is currently supplying regarding Microsoft 365. First off, they don't have a backup service for Microsoft yeah. 365. They do have an archive but, service. They have yeah. an e-discovery service. But they don't have a backup service. But so, but if I took... Uh, who was... Who was... Uh, Eric. Firstly. What was the company he ordered? Yeah. Right? Would you say that they are a service, a managed service provider? Yeah, they are. Uh, well, they were. Yeah, they were. Yes. Yes. Right. They're because they do. They do private cloud yeah. essentially infrastructure, right? Yeah. And um, but then they're bringing in other vendors, and they're offering the entire package, right? Yeah. Good. Uh, good. Better. Best. Right. Yeah. Again, if you're asking me, if again. My choice would be to have a different vendor do backup yeah. and recovery, yep. right? Because if you find out your vendor is an idiot, right, you're protected. It's yeah, you're protected. Well, the chances of you having two idiot vendors is less. Yes, right. Uh, so that's that's one hobby horse, and then the other hobby horse is I can't believe um, you know that just this this idea that. Um, People relied entirely on their people just relied entirely on their backup. Clearly, nobody pushed them on it, right? Yeah. Nobody pushed them on, you know, what's your DR plan? All these people paying them all this money and they're not pushing them on what's your DR plan. Yep. I, I, you know, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. DR I don't is want to be victim blaming. Yeah. I want to be victim blaming at the same time, you know, this is clearly rack spaces and cacao's responsibility. Yep. Uh, but if you're sitting there and you're using vendors and you are, <laughs> you're using vendors for stuff, you should be inquiring as to their DR plans and their ransomware readiness plans. And was this covered in your things. book when we talked about talking about stakeholders? I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember if it wasn't or not, okay. or if it was or not. Um, mainly the book was about how to make sure you're ready. Yeah. Right. But I don't know. 
So it's a depressing, it's a depressing episode. We should talk about puppies for a while. Well, it's not a depressing episode. I think this is one of those things, right? The silver lining is this is lessons that other companies can look at. And hopefully they can be like, Hey, we really should be thinking about what we're doing. And do we have DR? Do we have backup? Do we have a plan? Take this opportunity. Yeah. Right. Or the other thing is, if you are using a SaaS service or who or a managed service provider, ask them, what are your plans? Take this opportunity because everyone's going to be asking, hey, what is going on? Yeah. If, if, yeah. If you're one of these people that I don't understand, by the way, that's using hosted exchange in somebody else's data center instead of Microsoft 365. Uh, by the way, feel free to contact us. Uh, you know, I didn't mention, you know, that, that, you know, you can reach out to us at WC Preston on Twitter or W Curtis Preston at Gmail, as long as Twitter stays up. And, um, uh, you know, we'd, I'd love to, if, if you've got an answer as to why you would use hosted exchange over Microsoft 365, uh, I would love to know it. But if you have that, yeah, it's time to reach out to that vendor or hosted anything. Hosted right? anything. Exactly. It's not just email. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, this, this podcast is hosted. Backup Central is hosted, but um, I know what the backup setup is. Hello, Colfi. <laughs> Colfi always wants to get on the podcast. Um, yeah, so I, I know what the backups are on that because I, I make them happen, right? But... Um, and then for your know. Backup Central's website too, right? You have a hosted WordPress site, but you're doing the backups yourself. Yeah. Well, it's part <laughs> of so cPanel. C- <laughs> cPanel. Uh, it's it's run by cPanel. And then cPanel allows me to configure a backup, which uh, that backup, daily backup is then copied to uh, S3, actually. Right. And then and it's automatically deleted after a certain number of days right um so it's not it's not the backup is not stored so that's another example kind of like what you were talking about like aws backup i don't rely on cpanel or my hosting provider to do the backup by the way they do offer a backup service see i do eat my own that's why i was telling that's why i brought that up that (laughs) example right they do offer a hosted backup service liquid web is the name of my hosting provider by the way love them been with them now for a really long time and i you know they are a actual managed server service provider for hosting and um the they do offer a backup service and instead i use the features of cpanel to create a backup which is then um you know sent over to s3 and uh, i think i keep 90 days even though i think that's ridiculous and my amazon s3 bill is uh like two dollars and 83 cents something like that maybe you should be looking at s3 ia your cost might drop yeah yeah because i you know i uh, i've used my backups uh, i don't know two or three times but um yeah i don't know if it's i don't know if it's possible worth the anyway. saving of 35 cents <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, just just investigate your vendors, will you? Check to see if they're doing. You know, I I wish the best for Rackspace. I wish the best for their customers. I hope that by the time you hear this, this has all been sorted out. If it hasn't, dear lord. <laughs> anyway, well, all right. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to subscribe so that you can restore it all. Good.